Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hi there, welcome back or welcome for the first time in the Life Creation podcast. My name is Andrina and I'm the host and I'm super excited for you to be here. And today I would like to talk about journaling and whether you have a journaling practice already or not. I have a feeling you will get some inspiration out of this podcast, or so I hope so anyway. And I have lots of notes next to me, and I'm going to try to keep it as organized and structured as possible for you. I would like to start with the statement in a way that for me, journaling is really about growth and getting to know ourselves better. And it can really help us to zoom out, reflect, get clarity. So there is no really wrong way to do journaling. So the different things that I'm going to talk about and introduce to you are ideas, are (laughs) inspirations. So try them out for you and see what works for you personally, maybe on one point There is a certain style that works better for you and um, maybe then you change that. And also, so often, and I know that about myself, is that we then feel, I need to journal every day. And if I don't, then something is wrong. (laughs) So that's not the case. Of course, you can journal every day and it's really cool to have a regular practice. But just grab a pen and a paper and see what comes up at any time. So make it yours with everything in my life and in life curation. Really make it yours and don't try to fit into a mold that doesn't fit you. So I came across this really cool... mm, acronym in a way that journaling or journal is and it's by the coaches federation so i'm gonna just to start with give that to you and it really sets a really beautiful tone of what journaling and a journal can be for you so j stands for judgment free O, observation, U, understanding, R, relevation or reflection, and needs assessment, so noticing problems and potential solutions, A, awareness, and L, life. 
So for me, when I read that, it really softened the aspects even more for me with journaling. And to really come from a point where it is judgment-free, where I can just observe my inner world and understand that, <laughs> my thoughts, my feelings, what's happening. And through that, I can get revelations and certain things can reveal themselves. And maybe also certain things can pop out that needs a little bit of an assessment or that are a pattern and that are also solutions and potentials. And in all of that, there is a lot of awareness. And the last one, the L, the life. And that's all what it is. It's all about life. So before we go into the different types of journaling, I just want to um, say again that it really is about, you know, an expressive writing. It's sorting your thoughts and your feelings. And it's also noticing how far we have come. And that's why it's also pretty good to put a date um, on your journal entry. So then in case you go back, which you never have to, <laughs> you can burn them. I will talk about that later on. Um, but it is a cool reference point. And then there is the aspect of handwriting or typing. So in any world, any person that will talk about journaling will suggest and inspire you to do it by hand. And of course, like you can do it on your computer. You know, I'm not going to say like, don't do this. <laughs> but it is known that handwriting primes more of the learning and it's more personal and it engages the brain more. So I will at the end also nerd out a little bit on my favorite pens and um, journals that I use. But I can say here already that really find like a paper and a journal and a pen that you like to write with. And your journal is also for your eyes only. So really commit to honesty. There is no outside judgment. <laughs> the inner judgment may come. But again, then you can journal about that inner judgment. And just tell the truth. Tell the truth to the paper. And that can really set us free. It sounds a little bit extreme, sounds a little bit cheesy, but... I have a few examples that I will talk about that really have helped me to get so much clarity and so much freedom. Here are a few types of journaling practices that um, are out there. There is more. Um, and 
I will go a little bit deeper in some of them. And some might surprise you, for example, lists. And I love to-do lists, for example. It really, like, helps me <laughs> in many different ways. But that's also a type of journaling. We have letters, scrapbooking, we have gratitude journal, we have a dream journal. We can journal with the help of prompts and in the show notes you will find a PDF that gives you some journaling prompts. So that may help you to get started or just find different angles. Then there is a stream of consciousness, which I'm a big fan of, and I will talk about that. There is conversational journaling, creative journaling, and um, in the stream of consciousness goes a little bit into also like channeling the universe and maybe the inner child or the future self, the higher self that can also go into the conversational piece. So some of them, they overlap. And then one really cool thing that I love to do is blind journaling, which I will talk about. And then there is also reflection, evening or morning journaling. Um, so these are just some of them. So I will now go into um, a little bit more details to introduce them to you or some of them <laughs> to not make it too long starting at the list and I mentioned the to-do list and I just opened my work journal where that's all it is pretty much to-do list and I cross it off and if I go back you know it's also really showing me what has happened but there is other lists and sometimes lists help because we don't have to find fancy sentences. <laughs> so examples of lists are, for example, list all your positive qualities. Or you can list everything that makes you sad. Or list what you're afraid of. Or what you're angry about. Or there is a list where you can say what you're grateful for. And we get into the gratitude journal later on. What also helps me is making lists when I need to organize myself. So if I have, if I'm overwhelmed and I don't know where to start, if I then make a list of all the small actions and the small steps that I need to do, that really gives me um, a calmness and a clarity. The next one is letters, and I find that it's an interesting one because these are not letters we will send. Right? It's just you write it to somebody, and you can write it to also somebody that maybe has passed away. It's a really nice way to find closure. 
Very often we have conversations in our head over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I have anyway. So if we then write a letter to that person, that cycle can find closure and can stop that looping around. Writing a letter to somebody can really be nice if you felt you were not allowed or unable to fully express how you felt in a certain moment or with somebody. Or maybe you didn't feel safe to do so. And then a fun letter writing is also to something. So for example, you're looking for a new home. You can write the letter to your new home or maybe to your new job or to the partner that is not in your life yet, but that you're manifesting. So you can do that. If you're moving out and this is just an example, right? You're moving out of your apartment or your home. You can write a letter to your apartment, your house that you're leaving. And that can also really help to, again, find closure, to just um, find peace with leaving. And last but not least, you can also write a letter to yourself. So that could be a letter to your younger self, could be a letter to your future self. It could also be a letter of forgiveness to yourself. Next, I would like to talk about the gratitude practice, the gratitude journal. And there is also a lot of gratitude journals out there. You can just do it in your own journal. You don't need a special one for it. Of course you can, but just know that it's not needed. I'm not going to go into the power and the science of gratitude because there is actually two episodes that talk about that. One is a solo episode about my own practice and the other one is about the gratitude challenge. So I will link those in the show notes. Um, a gratitude journal, you write down <laughs> what you're grateful for. And what I found really powerful is you also write down why. Right? That takes it deeper into the system. For example, I'm grateful for the dinner I had with my friend yesterday because I really felt connected, heard and seen and we laughed a lot. So you see, you maybe notice it already just by me saying this, like it just makes it deeper. And a gratitude journal, you can do it anytime. Like a lot of people like to do it in the evening, even in bed. You can have your journal next to your bedside and just write down what you're grateful for for the day. You can also do it in the morning as part of your morning practice. 
but by all means, <laughs> do it in the middle of the afternoon. So find what works for you. And also know that it's normal that some days it's really easy and some days it's hard. Some days it's harder to find these gratitudes and then find the small things. Like I'm always grateful for my bed <laughs> and just these things, right? For life, for where I live. There's always something, and when we do it on days that were perfect, it trains our muscle, but it's also really powerful on days where were maybe a little bit more difficult and challenging. So because I talked about the bedside table, <laughs> I'm going to go into the dream journal. And Sigmund Freud said that dreams are the window into our unconscious. And Carl Jung said, dreams open us to a context on how we perceive ourselves. So there is many, 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 many different things about dreams. Apparently, Paul McCartney wrote the melody of yesterday while he was dreaming. <laughs> I kind of find that cool. And dreams are really the bridge between the unconscious and the conscious. And I don't know about you, but so often for me, it's like I wake up and I can grab the dream and then a second later, poof, gone. <laughs> so with dream journals, have that journal next to your bed, even maybe in the middle of the night. Sometimes it, it's all what it takes is to write down one word. Maybe it's even that you saw an image or a feeling and you write that down. And that can also jog a little bit the unconscious memory. And then, of course, there is this whole thing of the the meaning of dreams and the meaning of symbols and all of that. So <laughs> you are the expert. What does it mean for you? Right, not somebody telling you, oh, you saw a horse in your dream, and that means da 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 da. <laughs> what does a horse mean to you? Dreams are also information processing, and we can also see it as a little bit of a decluttering. So, if that's something you want to dive into, try it, right, and see if it even changes your ability to remember dreams. And maybe also see a, a pattern in your dreams. And all of that, again, with all the journaling, can create a deeper understanding for ourselves. Shifting gears towards creative journaling. So that can also be called a brainstorm, a brain dump, just really shutting down inspiration, ideas. You know, you draft and build upon ideas. And 
a lot of times in terms of brainstorming, we know that maybe that we do that with somebody else, but we can also do that with ourselves. What's really important in that is that you leave the inner critic outside. And you really just go into your visions, your ideas, you really let that feeling of excitement really get you going. And that can really then build your confidence and build your joy. And if that, you know, voice in your head starts to say, that's not possible, I don't deserve that, you're not good enough, <laughs> don't push it away, but go like, okay, I hear and I see you, but right now you're not on the stage. I come to you maybe later, but right now you're able to rest. <laughs> and think big, think small, think crazy, think just, not even just think it, like feel it, feel like go into that quote unquote, the impossible is possible. And with creative journaling, I do would like to talk about morning pages. And morning pages go into creative journaling, but they go also into the stream of consciousness that I mentioned at the beginning. And the morning pages come from um, the artist way. It's a book. So already how the name of the book says it, it has a lot to do with creativity. And also knowing that's so fitting with life creation, <laughs> we are all artists, like not like the quote-unquote traditional view of what an artist is. Because we are artists of our life. And morning pages are done in the morning, <laughs> like they say. And it goes a little bit back to that dream journaling. Because when we first wake up, we're still in that half zone of sleep and awake. So you want to have your pen and your paper next to your bedside. I mean, if you want to get up, <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it's really cool to do it still in bed and you write. And it doesn't have to make sense. It's a stream of consciousness. And that means you write. You don't stop. The pen is always moving. And you write, and you write, and you write three full pages. Like regular letter size, paper in Europe, A4 size paper, three of those. The first page is easiest, and then it gets juicy. And I've done this, and there are moments and like, where I would write, I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is like, just doesn't make sense. I don't know what to write. And you go and you just write the chattering in your mind. And Julia Cameron, who is the author of The Artist Way, she also says it's a little bit of an unconscious barfing out. <laughs> so it's really decluttering. It's really making space. And again, 
you don't have to be able to write it, you to read it, sorry, to read it again. And you just go. And you just write. And things that need to stick will stick. So certain patterns or certain ideas that may become certain things that you want to process, you will notice. And so you don't need to try to remember. You will remember what you need to remember. It's a little bit similar in a sense of that we really go into our unconscious and let that speak is the blind journaling. And the blind journaling, I've experienced that with also conversational journaling. So what you do is you just sit down, you have your pen in your hand, you notice the paper, you know, you can, I kind of hold my left hand on the edge of the page so I know <laughs> where the edges are. And I close my eyes and I just let it speak. And I just write. And my inner voice can come out really nicely when I close my eyes. And maybe you remember, or I will also put the link in the show notes, is that I had this journaling practice for you at the end of the year to reflect back and also to look forward. And that was all done blind. And I find it, I find it really, really magical. And I've done that in retreats and in workshops. And it's yeah, just try it. <laughs> also, what I've done in terms of blind journaling is conversation. Because same, similar as with the letter writing, what I said is that we have these conversations in our head. And then a lot of times it's at night and we can't sleep and they just go and go and go and go. So I've had these situations. So then just writing it down suddenly it's poof and gone. The conversation is resolved. <laughs> and I can just ask questions. I can even have a conversation with myself, right? If, I look, if I'm looking for answers, I can, I can ask the question and see what comes. Or if it's with somebody else, I ask the question and see what comes back. Maybe sounds a little bit weird, but try it. It's super powerful. And again, I will link that episode in the show notes because you can do it anytime. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year. You can do it today. You can do it next month. You can do it anytime. So that may give you a little bit of an idea and an experience of what that could look like. Two other things I would like to talk about is writing down what we like, what we want, no-goes, deal-breakers, and also something called the perfect day. And this is really powerful in terms of career. So if you maybe feel a little bit stuck or you feel like there needs to be a change, um, you can really write down what you really want. And again, 
there it goes again to not go into, but that's not possible, or I don't deserve that. And then again, you can acknowledge that voice, and at the same time, tell that beautiful little voice to say, now it's not your time. And it's also really good to know what you really don't want. And that's powerful in a career, but it's also really powerful in relationship. And then the flip side of that is also what do I bring into this? What do I bring into a job, into a company, into maybe entrepreneurship? What are my qualities? And very often we're shy about that. And again, it's for you, right? It's just for you to see, but there it's also about practicing honesty and not practicing modesty. <laughs> honesty, modesty. <laughs> um, really be honest of, of, of who you are and write that down and, and, and your experience and what you, what you bring to the table. And the same with a relationship, because, you know, in workplaces, there it's also relational, right? But also in, in your personal relationships, what do you bring? What are, what are your assets, right? And of course, that can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be mental, it can be your, your experience, your traits, your, your joy, whatever it is, right? your passions, what do you bring to it? Write those down. So I spoke about that inner critic a few times now and that voice that sometimes gets loud. In journaling, we can also catch a little bit of patterns that we have. For example, if you notice that you say never always, everyone, no one. <laughs> but these are big statements. So internally, we can also catch our patterns, our thought patterns, our feeling patterns a little bit. And then noticing that, because we have them on paper, we can start to reframe them. And sometimes the reframing is not so easy doing it on our own, but just noticing something is huge awareness, right? And that brings them back also to the acronym that I mentioned at the beginning. And then a reframing or, or if, if you're noticing that you desire to wanting to change a pattern, Talk it out with somebody, not having to like show them your journal, but maybe just um, find somebody that can look at it from even a bigger perspective, right? And of course, you know, I'm here too. So you can anytime contact me and we can talk about it together. Another thing that's really powerful is the goal-focused journaling. And what's really important is, is that 
we break it down into smaller and smaller and smaller aspects of it. So, you know, for example, if you did your creative journaling, your vision journaling, right? You have the big vision. And then suddenly like, oh my God, it's big. I don't even know where to start. And then we start to break it down into smaller steps. And what's really powerful is if you have that big vision and you make maybe make even like a, um, a statement out of it. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's a goal that you write out of it. And then from there, you break it down into daily aspects, into daily steps. So for example, what are three things that I can do today that bring me closer to this vision, to this goal? And if you notice that the next day, one of these items are still, is still on the list, you put it back on that list, right? It's those three things. And then if maybe three days later that one item is still on there, you know that you need to break it down even further. So make it as small as possible because if you get that thing done, that also gives you a confidence boost. You feel accomplished, right? You can tick it off. <laughs> we love to tick things off or cross something off our list. So make it small, like as small as possible. <laughs> and again, I've helped um, clients do that, really break it down because sometimes we don't even realize it ourselves, how small the little steps can be. So if you need help, let me know, reach out anytime. Okie dokie, I think I'm wrapping up here. It's already been a good half an hour. And one thing I want to say again is that really make it your practice. There is nothing really you can do wrong with it. And try different things and see what works for you. And it's all about this this thoughts and feelings and expressing them and also seeing patterns, good and quote-unquote bad, because it's all learning and growth, right? So there's nothing really bad. It's more about getting to know ourselves better. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you can keep your journals or you can burn them. Like, I, I don't really keep mine. I maybe have some, but like when I did morning pages... I didn't keep them. I never even read them again. Not that I think I even could read them because my handwriting was so terrible. <laughs> but that doesn't matter because it's about the process. Um, and I did say at the beginning that I will share with you some of my favorite pens and journals. And by all means, I'm not sponsored by anybody. But I do like the um, the Leuchtturm, the dotted ones, and I like the A5 um, size. And they have cute little colors, and um, I think I'm going to start to get a little bit of thinner ones, especially when traveling or bringing them along, it's a little bit lighter. 
And there is so many different journals out there. And at one point I was looking for different journals and I ended up coming back to just a simple book. <laughs> but try it. There is also a whole world of bullet journal. Some of you may know it. That's um, a whole new world. If you Google bullet journal, it's a magic box that is also a super creative process. Um, then there is different types of like five minute journals, especially for like gratitude practices. What's also really neat to do as a woman, you can do a um, period journal, like tracking your cycle and how you feel within your cycle. That's also something really um, powerful to do. And there's a gazillion of productivity journal. So, yeah, be, be mindful, order them if they are motivating, motivating and inspiring for you, but also know that you don't need them. You can just buy a really easy book for you. And then in terms of pens, I really love to write in pencil. So my everyday work journal where I have my to-do list is in pencil. A lot of times when I attend workshops and trainings, I write with pencil in my book. When I do my thought and feeling journaling, I write with either Papermate, Flare Medium, very specific, or I also like the Faber-Castell Broad Pen document. <laughs> I link those also in the show notes. You'll have a lot of links in the show notes. And as I mentioned, in the show notes is also a PDF with journaling prompts. And you can try to do that blind or maybe not blind. <laughs> Again, you can stay with a prompt for a week and every day you write it at the same topic and see what comes up. You can go through them, cycle through them, use, how, use them however you would like. So that's me on journaling. Thank you so much for being here. I hope it gives you some inspiration to take out a pen and a paper and to start write a little bit. Don't pressure yourself. Make it as regular or as irregular as it works for you. And as always, I'm super thrilled to hear from you, to get your feedback, share the episode with your friends, your community, tag me on Instagram or Facebook, um, and hop over to Apple Podcast and Spotify and hit those magic five stars. That really means a lot to me. Thank you. Talk to you soon.